Welcome to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, 20 minutes or less of power-packed strategy to disrupt your thinking, elevate your mindset, and help you scale your sales online. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight-figure entrepreneur. Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, and I'm excited to have with me here today, Melissa Houston, and she is really going to be helping us break down how entrepreneurs can better manage their money and their financial systems in their business so that they can achieve not just the revenue goals that they crave, but the take-home income. So, Melissa, welcome to the show. So excited Thank to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here, and I love the fact that you just immediately right off the bat said it's not just about revenue it's about that take-home income and I mean that's that's a big problem right and that's why I was really excited to actually have you on the show because I feel like especially in the world of online marketing there's an obsession with revenue and revenue really doesn't matter because if every dollar that's coming in the top is going right out the bottom whether it's through expenses or mismanagement of the business or whatever the case do you even have a business Exactly. You know, it's so refreshing to hear you speak like this because it's true. In the online space, we hear about these multiple six figure or seven figure launches. But if people actually looked at the numbers, if you had a back view of it and you saw how much it cost in expenses to get those large numbers, you would be very surprised to see that you're making very little money on it if you're not if you're not managing your expenses well. And if you don't manage your expenses well, you could definitely lose money on these launches. Oh, I mean, we see people in the event space all the time. Uh, I'll call out the event space because it's one of the biggest culprits. You know, people see these massive events and they're, you know, they want to build these huge things. And I always share very openly. I'm like, I do the game changer once a year. It is not a big money maker for us. Like we make our money from coaching and consulting and all of our products and programs and all of that. But I say to my clients flat out, I'm like, if you are focused on your fastest path to cash that you get to keep, it is not an event, right? And your point, Melissa, with launches, depending on how it's managed, the same thing can happen there. Now with the live launch, if you keep it really simple and you do things the right way, you can do really high profit margins. But the bottom line is, is no one teaches us this stuff. And everything that we get taught in the world of online marketing is only about acquisition. It's yeah. not about what you do after the acquisition, yes. right? And yes. that's where we need people like you to come in and to share best practices, red flags, you know, pitfalls to avoid and, and that type of thing. Yeah. And one thing I always say to entrepreneurs and business owners is, you know, whether you're working with an accountant or bookkeeper should really be irrelevant. Like if you're using those services or not, it it shouldn't allow you to check out of your business. You need to know your numbers as the CEO of your business. So if you don't know your numbers, you're not being the best CEO that you can possibly be. And I know it's very vague to say know your numbers, but there's certain systems in place that make it so much easier when you understand to to read your financial reports and understand the feedback that it's giving you on the performance of your business then that is super helpful information that you can use to make more money in your business yeah and i'll take it a step further when you look at managing teams yes. so you know i use the financial reports inside our own company 
to teach managers how to measure the effectiveness of their teams. Because so many times, especially with a newer manager, you can think, oh, this is my best person and they work so hard and, you know, I'm going to promote them or, you know, we're going to do this or we're going to do that. And it's like, okay, and how is that contributing to the success of your department? And, you know, are you actually profitable in that relationship? Because I think the thing that everyone forgets in the online world and, and in business and entrepreneurship in general is that, especially with team, the, the only reason for a team to exist is to drive the profitable growth of the organization. Yeah. And if the existence of team coexists with an absence of profit, there won't be a business. Mm-hmm. And so to all the employees listening and all the entrepreneurs listening that work for a small business, I hope that your manager is talking to you about your financial contribution to the business, because if they're not, you probably are working in a business where you're at risk because that means that CEO doesn't have their eyes on the numbers. And if you're spending, spending, spending without understanding the implications of that, you're going to be in big trouble. And and listen, this means sometimes as a CEO, you have to make tough decisions. Because when you have people that do not contribute to the bottom line, they have to go away. And that might sound harsh, but that's the only way businesses can stay in business. So, Melissa, why don't you talk a little bit about some of the core numbers that you said know your numbers, right? And and that's so key. Talk talk to us a little bit about what are some of those core numbers that business owners must know to run a healthy, profitable business? I would say for small businesses, small and medium-sized businesses, the, the most common financial report that you really need to be familiar with is the profit and loss statement, also known as the income statement. And what's that? what that's doing is measuring all the revenue that you're bringing in in your business for a specified time period. And that same specified time period, you're going to have all your expenses going out and that measures the profit. So that is the, the essence of an income statement. But you can take these income statements and break them down. Like if you're a product-based business, you can break it down to um, measuring the profitability of each product that you're selling. Or, you know, there's, there's a lot of financial reports getting to your point about having a team. You know, you can do time management reports where you're, you're, you're checking the, like where they're spending their time and seeing if it's generating profit for you as well. Um, there's so many things you can do with numbers and so many varied reports, and they're going to be so specific to your organization as well. But the general thing is the income statement is really the key in determining how much money you're making for your business. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know that a lot of business owners shy away from studying that P&L every month because they're like, I'm not a numbers person. Um, There are lots of ways that you can learn to love your numbers. And the most important thing is you learn to love your numbers when you pay attention to them and you spend time on them so that you make better decisions in the business. And And make more money. Business is how you get to take money home. Exactly. Exactly. And everybody loves money, right? So the comparison I always try to make is, you know, when you know your numbers and you're using that income statement, it's measuring how much money you're making. And that, you know, feels fantastic. But what I also teach entrepreneurs is to help make a a financial plan for their business. This is probably one of my most favorite parts of business is creating that financial plan. It's also known as a budget. But when it comes to business, I like to use the word financial plan because you're making a plan for the year that's coming out and you are in control. So you decide 
what your financial goals are for that year. And then you reverse engineer and you have a clear understanding of how much revenue you need to bring in to meet your expenses. And then you'll understand where your break even point is and then what to do um, to bring in the extra revenue. But you're also remembering to factor in a budget for your taxes, which a lot of entrepreneurs forget about. Making money is fantastic, but if you're not planning and putting money aside each month to pay your taxes, you may get an ugly surprise at the end of the year with your accountant and realize that you've got a huge tax bill. And if you don't have that money set aside, you may not be able to cover it. So that is huge. Yes. And paying quarterly taxes is like the best thing ever, right? To just get that out of the way um, and to pace it every single month. So if you're taking distributions or you're on the payroll or however you you take your money, you know, making sure that every month you're putting that aside. I keep a separate bank account and just move the money, move it right over to that account. And then, you know, this is what I own. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I agree with the budgeting wholeheartedly. I run my organization on a budget as well. And each team and division has their own budget. And um, I think one of the big problems, Melissa, and I would love to have you speak to this is, so, you know, accountants process what happened for the year and tell you how much you owe in taxes. Bookkeepers take what's happening in real time and they kind of put the things in the right places to to organize it. Um, But most businesses don't have anyone in the middle that actually is helping them with financial strategy. And I think a lot of small business owners uh, struggle to even find people or businesses that like actually provide financial strategy, not financial advisors. Right. Like and and there's a huge, huge difference. I mean, we're talking about the role of a virtual CFO. Essentially, we we have had a virtual CFO for a couple of years and and now we have a VP of finance. But um, talk to me, Melissa, a little bit about the role that your company plays and the services that you provide. Do you provide services in that middle area? Because I think a lot of small business owners don't even know one that they need that person or two where they have to find them. Yes, exactly. Now, what I tend to do is I really focus on teaching the CEO to understand their finances. And I have a five-step process program that I teach. um, And it shows them how to manage their finances, especially for the CEOs who's at is at the point where they are making a lot of money, but they can't necessarily afford a virtual CFO. But for businesses who are at that point where they can afford afford that virtual CFO, I have plenty of recommendations and I always connect people with a virtual CFO because that's very important. But my argument as well is just because you have a virtual CFO or your accountant or your bookkeeper or all three, it doesn't mean that you, you are allowed to check out of your business. Financially, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, no one is going to care the way that you do, and it's your it's your income. 
It is exactly. your income. You just can't take your hands off the driver's wheel with that. No, right? you not. And you have to be very careful with your internal control systems when you've got a team that, that you're managing and they've got access to maybe accounting records or bank accounts or whatever. You have to be very careful. And they may not necessarily have the access to your bank account. But I mean, I don't mean to scare people, but there are ways that they can circumvent your system and pay themselves without you realizing that you're actually giving your money out the door mm -hmm. so you really need to be involved with your finances there's there's no reason why um anybody should check out of that that department i mean there's so many terrible stories of pe people being taken advantage of if they're, mm -hmm. if they're checked out yeah yeah no 100 so when you look at the core systems that you really help business owners learn and the time frame in which you think they're best suited to go through this process like talk to me a little bit about like what are some of those financial systems that you help people put in place or to understand i guess i'd say um and then the timeline that tends to be the best match for when they're learning and integrating them. I mean, I would always say the earlier you learn about your business finances and how to manage them, the better off you're going to be. Because once you understand your finances, you're going to make the best possible decisions that you can make within your business. Mm -hmm. Because every business decision you're making, it's affecting your business finances. It's going to affect your bottom line. So the earlier, the better, and it's never too late. Yeah. And then um, what I do is I have the five-step program where, you know, the first step we talk about money mindset because quite often everybody carries a money story, whether yes. you've, you've dealt with it or not. Yeah. And worked through it. We've all got money stories yeah. and we all could possibly have these money blocks that are preventing us from making yeah. the most possible profit that we can in our business. So it's definitely important to deal with that. And then the second step is to, introduce and understand the financial reports. There are three and you need to be familiar with them as a small business owner. And then it's taking you through the step of creating that financial plan, you know, showing you how to create a financial plan for your business and en encompass all your programs, all your revenue streams, all your expenses, and putting it into a way that makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. And then the most important thing, if you have this financial plan or budget or whatever you want to call it, if you're not monitoring your progress against this, because what you're doing is you're breaking them down by month, like in time increments. And if you don't manage the, the progress that you're making against your plan, then you'll never get that feedback that you need to make adjustments. Yeah. You know, like you'll see what your strengths are and you'll be able to um, you'll be able to fix the weaknesses. Um, and then once you've got that in place, cash management is key as well. 87% of businesses go under because they have not got a good cash management system in place or they've got, you know, some serious weaknesses in their, their business finance management. So cash management is extremely important. And I always show to project your cash flow six to eight weeks ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. the essence of the program. And then when you're with me, you're kind of with me for life. And then there's always monthly topics that we talk about. We bring in experts. We talk about taxes. We talk about personal financial planning. Because if you're incorporated at this point, there are a lot of tax saving strategies that you should be using to save the most money that you can possibly save for your personal finances. And it benefits your, your business as well. Yeah. Absolutely. What yeah. are some of the biggest money mistakes that you see entrepreneurs making that tend to uh, steal their income? 
I think the, the avoidance, that has got to be the number one mistake. Most clients come to me, they've avoided it. They've swept it under the rug. They figure if there's, if they're, if they've got money in their bank account, then they think they're doing okay. And then when they get the surprise bills or things that they weren't expecting, you know, it it just becomes problematic. Mm -hmm. So having an organized system in place, it saves so much money and so much, um, there's so many benefits to it. And like the return on, on the investment of taking the time to learn your business finances, it's going to snowball over the years because every year you're going to be saving money and year over year over year, you're going to save a lot of money because you're managing your finances really well. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I see is overwhelm. So a lot of clients come to me and they're like, I'm never going to learn this. I don't know where to start. Um, this is too much for me. And I understand it. It's completely normal to feel overwhelmed if, you, if you're not familiar with your business finances. Mm-hmm. But you know, within a week or two, every client feels like, oh, I can do this. Like, this isn't so bad. I don't feel so stressed. It's yeah. just, it's, it feels overwhelming at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. But like any other good program, if you take it step by step by step and you've got somebody guiding you, it becomes so much easier. And then the next thing you know, you're going to love your money dates with your company. You know, you're going to check in with your money. You're going to understand what's going on in your business. You're going to understand where your weaknesses are and you're going to understand where you need to make those decisions to make more money. Yeah. More money is good. Yes, it's very good. And I love what you just said about your money dates. I am going to take that and start using that. That that sounds really good to me, actually. Yeah, I think that everybody at minimum should have a money date with their company and their personal finances at minimum a week, every week, right? Yes. Um, I will accept monthly for business, (laughs) especially in the beginning, if that's what it takes to get you into a routine, but you definitely need to be checking up on things. Yeah. And understand where your expenses are going. Yeah, for That's sure. What are, what are some of your recommendations around, you know, percentages of expenses and, you know, kind of the way that you teach people to structure where they're investing and that type of thing from the standpoint of the expense balance in their business? Yeah, it definitely is industry specific. So mm-hmm. for online coaches, there's definitely a higher profit margin than, say, for a restaurant for or sure. product-based yeah. businesses, right? Yeah. So depending on the industry that you're in, you take a benchmark of, you know, what's typical profit margin for that industry, and then you just create a plan to get as close to or exceed that profit margin that's, you know, within your industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the leaner that you make your expenses and the more money that you have coming in, the more profit you're going to have. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, any any other key highlights that you want to share in terms of kind of things that you've seen your clients implement that have really made a big difference for them or maybe a quick win that people can have today following listening to this show of like one action they can take that can help them to better, you know, understand their finances or make better decisions with their money that's going to allow them to take more income home this next month? Absolutely. Review your expenses. See if there's anything that you're paying for that you normally do not 
need, right? So quite often we let subscriptions go and we forget about them and we don't realize that we're still paying for them. So review your expenses, see if there's anything that you can cut because that's always the first place where you're going to save money. And then have a look at your your revenue. Like are your products priced correctly? Has How long has it been since you've increased your prices? What are your margins like? Are you still making a good margin on, the, on this product? So there's so many things that you can just look at through the income statement, get familiar with that. And I highly recommend people to tune into my podcast, the Business Society podcast. And there's tons of free resources there. And I love to give this information out because unfortunately, the failure rate for businesses is so high. And people talk more about personal financial literacy than they're talking about for business finances. And I really want to help change that. So the more comfortable we get, especially as women speaking about money and making money and, you know, taking control of your finances, you're going to get a lot more confident about your business as well. And, and yourself as a CEO of your business. For sure. For sure. No, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I think the work you're doing is so important and we need to get the word out there about this because even if you have no financial background or right now you feel like you're completely financially illiterate in your business, that's okay. You start from where you are with what you've got. Tune into Melissa's podcast. That's a great place to start to get some foundation building, right? And then, of course, if if people feel like, you know, they want to take it a step further, they can, you know, work with you in your program. So where's the best place to connect with you online, Melissa? So you can visit my website at melissahoustoncpa.com. And I also have the Business Society blog. So that's the businesssociety.co. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, guys, take one step today. Even just that little tip that Melissa just gave about reviewing your finances each month, go find one thing that you can cut. It's going to put money back in the bank. And I hope this gets you all encouraged to go take action. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. I have a question for you though. Have you actually subscribed to the show so you never miss an episode? As you guys know, this is 20 minutes or less of power-packed strategy that is gonna help you crush your goals, unleash your potential, and create your dream life. So you haven't subscribed already? Make sure you do that today. And while you're at it, if you love today's episode, why not share it with a friend? I would have so much gratitude for you sharing the podcast and helping us get it out in the world so we can change more.